0: Listener supported. WNYC Studios.
1: I learned the most from going into bars and trying to pitch bodies and then figuring out how people would respond and the question they would ask. Like, just as a quick example, a lot of people, when I would explain bodies, they would say, oh, so it's about, like, body image. And I was like, no, it's not about body image. But people kept thinking that it was about body image. And so then I was like, wait, how can I explain this better so people don't think that it's about body image?
0: You have a great idea for a podcast, but now you have to figure out how to talk about it so that funders will want to get behind your project. Alison Behringer, the creator of Bodies, explains what you need to know to start pitching and keep pitching until you find the right partner, and what you need to consider when it comes to creating a budget. I'm Tanzina Vega, and this is Work It, the podcast, a compilation of some of the best moments from the live event. This presentation was part of I Know How to Do That, a series of hands-on workshops led by leading hosts and producers where they shared tips, stories, and knowledge about all aspects of podcasting.
1: Hi, everyone. I'm Alison Berringer, Um And I'm the host and creator of a podcast called Bodies. Um, <laughs> and uh, I guess I'll advance the slide here. Great. Um, The tough thing about these things is like you can't edit yourself, right? Like a lot of us get to edit our own voices, can't do that now, so I'm a little bit nervous. Um, I'm going to tell you about how to pitch, how to make a budget, and because we're all storytellers here, I thought that I would tell you my own experience um, pitching bodies and a few takeaways along the way, like what I learned from each stage, what I messed up on, what I, you know, learned and did right, and then kind of how that... Culminated into eventually finding a partner for bodies. Um, There's gonna be a few like cheesy activities because I used to be a teacher and those are fun. Um, Some concrete takeaways, and I'll also be including screenshots from different parts of my deck and different parts of my budget. So by the end of the presentation, you'll have seen most of the pages from my pitch. Um, Okay, so I would say the biggest thing, if I hope that you could take one thing away from this, is like, if you have an idea, start pitching it now. Because it's gonna take a long time to refine your pitch and it's gonna take a long time to find the right partner for your show. Um, And so, if you are here, I'm imagining that you have some kind of idea, whether it's like a little blob of an idea or like a big, already planned out idea. So, activity number one, For 30 seconds, turn to your neighbor and tell them your idea for your show. Okay, and if you haven't switched, switch. Okay, cool. Thanks, guys. Bring it back. Bring it back. So two learning things here is, one, you need to be able to explain your idea in 30 seconds. And two, when I first started with my idea for bodies, I was very precious about the idea. I was like, someone's going to steal my idea. Someone's going to take it. And then I got this piece of advice, and this whole presentation is full of advice, mostly from other fellow ladies. So I'm sure a lot of people in this room have, and part of the people who have helped me with this, someone told me they're like, "Look, you unless you're doing like an investigative piece, that aside, you have an idea, you have a unique way of framing this, you have a unique personal story. Talking like you have to just start practicing, and so you're not doing yourself any favors by keeping it, keeping it to yourself. So hopefully, two learnings there. Um, cool. So I'm basically gonna take you through the different people that I pitched." the different partners. And um, I think that if I had pitched KCRW, the eventual partner for bodies, if KCRW was partner number one, I probably wouldn't have been ready. Um, And so I think that just speaks to like, you have to just start pitching. Um, So partner number one, um, I had gone to this event and I met an editor and I reached out to her for coffee. And at that point, I kind of had two ideas. I had this idea for like a variety magazine show, and then I kind of had this idea for a women's health show, which if you've listened to the first episode of Bodies, is inspired by my own personal experience with painful sex. So I kind of talked a bunch about this magazine idea, and then I was like, well, I also have this second idea, really, and I told her my story, and she was really captivated by it, and was like, I don't really think the magazine story is any good, or the magazine podcast story idea is is very good. But I'm interested in this other idea. What are your next four episodes? I was like, I don't know. Um, And so my advice here, be persistent, network your butt off, and have at least three episodes planned out. Um, The episodes that I planned out, let me think, none of the three episodes that I planned out when I was pitching early on were the, were the episodes that became the show. That's fine. It, these episodes don't need to be the episodes that you end up, you know, that, that become the show. It just need, you need to show that you're thinking of the idea, starting your reporting. Um, partner number two. A few weeks later, after I'd had coffee with this person and they had said, you know, get some more episode ideas, um, I was applying for a job Um, because at that point I was just freelancing and trying to make money as I was chipping away at this idea for bodies. Um, And I happened to bring up, in the course of this job interview, this idea for a show. And the woman who was interviewing me was really interested in it, and she was like, oh, well, do you have, this is really interesting, like, do you have a pitch deck? Do you have a budget you can share with me? I was like, yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. Yeah, I'll send that in a couple days, yeah. And so I went home and started furiously trying to figure out how you do this. Um, And as many of you know, if you've Googled how to pitch a podcast, there aren't really many resources available. And so what I instead pulled from was mostly documentary film. There's a lot of resources about how to pitch um, a doc film. And also um, I had spent some time in the tech startup world and drew a lot from that. So looking up like how to pitch a company and how to make a pitch deck for a company, and so I kind of pulled in a lot of that as well. The other thing that I learned in this experience was this company asked me to sign what's called a mutual NDA. I was like, I don't know what that is. Um, And that's basically an NDA that, that two people who are gonna maybe do business together enter into to basically say like, hey, promise me you won't go and blab my stories. Okay, I promise I won't divulge your company secrets. And so they asked me to sign one of those, and I got to thinking like, hmm, I should probably have one of these for all the, all the companies that I pitched to. Maybe this is excessive, I don't know, I'm just telling you what I did. Um, but I ended up kind of adapting that mutual NDA, and you can you, you find these online or talk to anyone, and actually from that point on, ended up any time I pitched a company, I would ask them to sign this mutual NDA. Um, and so here you can see, and actually in the, I don't know if you guys can see it up there, but on the left slide, so these are two um, screenshots from my deck, and on the bottom right I say, this document is a proprietary pitch deck of Allison Berenger, like, I'm making this up, but it seemed like something I should put on there. And you can also see, if you've listened to the show, what I have written there about like what bodies is, that's not really actually what it became, and this isn't that compelling. Bodies is a highly produced story-driven show that expands our understanding of women's health to include sex, mental health, beauty, and pleasure. Each story is a journey to answer a question about one's body. That's, like, that's kind of the early idea, but that's not what it's become. And later you'll see a slide of, the, of what I eventually pitched it as. Um, so to kind of summarize this part, um, be persistent, network your butt off, a theme for sure. Use resources from documentary film and startups or any other context where you feel like people are pitching. Um, Make a budget and dream big. This was also part of this um, first pitch. They were like, make a budget. And I was like, okay. And I mean, the budget was pretty astronomical, I realized later. But I mean, it takes a lot of time and resources to do the kind of ambitious work that I think we all want to do. Um, And then the other note I have in here is make a proposal. And that's basically just like, so I had a pitch deck, and then I also had a two or three-page um, Word document where I just kind of wrote everything out, um, then make a mutual NDA. Mm-hmm. Okay. So a lot of people ask me, like, who'd you pitch to? And my answer is, like, kind of everyone I could think of. And so I just started making lists of all the people and all the different companies that I can pitch to, and I thought about... Public radio stations, I thought about for profit media companies, I thought about um, podcast companies, I thought about going the nonprofit route, grants. Um, and so, our next turn and talk for 10 seconds, just quick brainstorm like all the places you can think of, and also like think outside of WNYC, and like obviously WC is great, but like think of all the other places that you could possibly pitch your show idea to. Go. it back. I'm sure you guys thought of a lot of great ones. So the thing that we're all already doing is point number three, which is ask for help. And I feel like if another takeaway is just constantly ask and talk to people because I feel extraordinarily grateful to all the people who have consulted and like helped and suggested ideas for that. Um, So just I took a quick screenshot of I had a, I have all these different columns on Trello. I don't know if you, anyone uses that, but these were just basically like all the different places I was thinking of pitching to, and it's a lot longer than that. And I mean, this was I also made this two years ago, so um, you know, don't take this. You know, make your own list with all the new companies out there. Um, I think what's also important, and Reka talked about that this morning. If you were at her session um, early this morning about designing for a show is just like start talking about it, start making the thing, start making the thing. Um, and so talk about it with your friends, start reporting, researching, recording, like this is completely the hardest part. You know, we can all like make nice, pretty pitch decks, but the hard part is actually doing it. It's so, like just a reminder to do it. Um, so, oh, I just wanted to share this as another case study is I tried pitching to a brand. And this was a tampon company, and I thought they kind of aligned with what Body's mission was. And I thought, hey, they're interested in the podcast space. I've heard some of their ads. Um, and so I decided to do that. <clears throat> and kind of my takeaways here was like, include case studies for how this might work. Because in this case, you're talking to people who are running a startup and not making, they're not in the podcast business. And then also to know the industry numbers. So these are two slides that I included in my pitch deck to this company. And you know I have kind of like case studies here. And what I did was actually like pull, clip, pull audio clips and then insert them into my deck so they could hear what it would sound like. Um, and then on the right, this is, I mean, a now outdated study, um, but we had some folks from the Infinite Dial report here earlier. And this was just some stats that I pulled about my um, audience and demographic list. Okay, another slide about practice. The other thing I learned about teaching is you have to repeat yourself. So I'm just going to repeat this because I think it's really, really important. Um, And so then I pitched a fourth place, a fifth place, and then went back to the first place. And as I'm talking about these partners that I pitched to, there was also a lot of Emails that got, uh, emails that I sent out. So these are the people that I sent pitch decks to. Um, and so the thing to take away here is like tailoring each pitch to each partner. Like I know that one of a piece of advice we always get when we're applying for jobs, right, is like make sure your cover letter and even your resume is different for each job that you apply to. So I, I kind of took that thinking and I had folders in my computer where it was like... Um, each different company and how I was adapting each different pitch. So, um, so I had them organized that way. Um, the other thing was, so I'll just show you these, these screenshots. So the other thing about making a compelling pitch deck I think is translating it to visually. So um, again, this is like the old Longest Shortest Time logo, but you can kind of see how I was pulling in um, different podcasts that I thought were, would be similar to mine. Um, and then also in each pitch deck, I would include a slide as you see on the right where it's like, why is this a good fit? And this is where I tried to demonstrate to the company, company that I knew, um, knew what they were looking for, knew what they needed. Um, and I'll jump to this one. I was also pretty blunt about the fact that I thought this could make money, especially when talking to companies that really needed That we're driven by ad revenue, so um, you know, like it's the right time. Let's face it, there's been a commodification of feminism, which isn't all that cool. But that means it's the right time for bodies, and here's all the sponsors that you're gonna get. So I was pretty straightforward about that. Um, And then, okay, so here's kind of my takeaway. So at this point, everyone said no. By the way, (laughs) Um, these are all no's. and I think at this point, I was just to give you a sense of the story. I was maybe five five months in to pitching, um, and it was great because with every no, you get feedback about why it was a no, and that and it's not a no to your idea, right? It's just like it's not a good fit for whatever reason. Or you know, I think early on, my pitch wasn't ready; like it wasn't good enough at that point. Um, the other thing, keep making the thing. So as you're trying to pitch, keep making the thing. So a few things that I did was thinking about building my team. And um, this was in an informal way in terms of just talking to collaborators, many of whom I met, met at work at, back two years ago, and other people in the community. Um, I snagged the social handle, handles for Bodies podcast. I mean, there was nothing on them for a very long time. I also got the com I made a landing page so that when I started emailing people and cold emailing them, they could go to a landing page that said, like, be the first to listen, sign up for my MailChimp, um, which ended up being quite valuable later on. Um, okay, company six, so, and by the way, a lot of, another question I've gotten is, like, how did you get in touch with these companies, and I think that Um, it all has just been getting to know the people in the community and thinking about like, okay, I like know someone at this company or my friend used to work there. How can I connect to people? And we call it networking, but I, you know, I think it's really about just like forming friendships with one another and then saying like, Hey, I have a good idea. I think that your colleague will hopefully want to hear this idea. So pitched a company six and they were interested. I felt like they were the most interested that I had gotten. And, um, They asked me to get way scrappier with the budget, so I like trim, trim, trim down my budget. And by the way, I'll talk more specifically about budgeting at the end. Um, And the thing that company six asked me for was a sizzle reel, like a a sample, a sample of what bodies would sound like. And I hadn't made anything. Um, And I don't know if Andrea Salenzi is in the room. Oh, Andrea! Um, Okay, so I'm just gonna share this story. I hope it's okay. She's nodding. (laughs) Um, But again, I didn't know how to do this. I I had never done this before. And um, Andrea had been really generous with her time and advice. And so I called her up to ask her um, some information about how she had um, pitched YOY. And she sent me her sizzle reel. And I transcribed it and I listened to it probably 10 times and I tried to figure out how she had structured it and then wh- how each part was functioning and then I pulled it apart and then tried to figure out how I could do that for my concept and my idea for bodies. Um, and So I think that that's just an example of like, asking, asking for help. I think that's a huge, another huge takeaway here. Um, and what I did for, if you've listened to Bodies, the first episode is my own personal story, and I really leaned into that. And I think if your podcast idea has a personal aspect to it, like in talking to a lot of people, I think it does, I would say really lean into that. I think that helped me a lot in telling the story, was just be like, yeah, so this is what happened with painful sex for me, um, and really just getting right into the nitty gritty of it all. Um, And then let's see, what else here? OK, I'm going a little bit out of order here. But the other part was talking about building a team and like putting on the page, here is who I'm going to work with. Um, and Caitlin and I did end up working together. But um, I ended up working with a, a, a lot more people. But I think this was another great thing. On your pitch deck, include who you're going to work with. You know, Obviously, check in with the person. They're not signing their name and blood. But at least get some interest from that person. Um, And I wanted to share with you all some uh, clips from the sizzle reel that I made, and hopefully maybe it's helpful in, um, in doing your own. So let's see if these will work. About two years ago, something happened to my body. I had started dating someone, things were going really well, and then a couple months in, sex started to hurt. It would start as a slight burn, and then pain. Like something was just ripping on my insides. So that's the first one. And you can hear there's like a little bit of scoring. My friend's little brother did it, you know. I had like helped him find an apartment in New York so he felt like he owed me one. Um, and okay, let's see. So that was just kind of like introducing it and then here's something a little more towards the end. So I, basically what the structure of, of the sizzle reel, I told my story in an abbreviated form and then I kind of used that as a and then I kind of introduce the show within it. So and the bigger questions, like why don't we know our bodies better? Why are these answers so hard to find? The podcast is called Bodies, and it's about all those times when our body was doing something we didn't understand. It's the journey to figure it out for ourselves. Like when chronic migraines are handed down, mother to daughter. And then um, what follows in the tape is three different story segments, Um, and this was, again, these three stories were part of my first three episodes that I'd included in the pitch, and I'd called those people and asked them to just tape-sync themselves, briefly explaining, you know, just to get segments. You just want to get a taste, allow people to get a feel of what the show will be like. Um, So what you hear after my story, I say, okay, bigger questions. And then I do probably 20 seconds each of some different stories. Um, And then I wrapped up with this. And for those of us who call ourselves women, the answer about our bodies often lies at the end of a long, confusing path lined with people telling you, just deal with it. It's in your head. Well, it is in our heads, it's in our lives, in those we love and in our bodies. Okay, so that was kind of the, the sizzle reel um, inspired by Andrea. Um, okay, so here's kind of everything that I learned from partner six. I, partner six, I learned so, sorry. Oh, um, she just asked how long the sizzle reel was, and it was a little over five minutes. Thanks, that's a great question, thank you. Um, So just to sum up number six, make a budget, get scrappy. Oh, don't put all your eggs in one basket, because I was really thinking partner six was interested in me, like really thinking it, and I was like, oh yeah, partner number six. And then they ended up passing, it just wasn't the right fit, which is totally fine. make the sizzle real. start building your team, ask for help, get feedback, um, and, and keep the faith. I'm just gonna put, put this one up while I tell the next story. Cause at this point, I've been pitching for a long time and friends had started to say like, you know, I think maybe get a full-time job. I think bodies should just be the thing that you like do on the weekends. Like, I don't really think you're gonna get funding for this. I'm like, no, it needs funding. Like I, I know that I know that if this gets out there, like it's gonna be a thing. Um, and so when partner number six eventually said, no, um, they were really kind and were like, look, this isn't the right fit for us, but you know, really believe in bodies and, um, wish you the best. Like, let me know if, if I can help in any way. And so I responded to this person and I said, actually, I would, I would love to jump on the phone with you for a few minutes on Friday and just get your feedback on my pitch. And, um, she did that and, and she was really great and gave me some feedback that I incorporated. And I said, you know, I have to ask you one more thing. Like I've pitched, I've, I've pitched everyone I can think of. I've, I, can't, I don't know who else to talk to. Do you have any ideas? And she said, no, I mean, I think you've got them all, you know, because I told her and she was like, actually, do you know the Independent Producer Project and KCRW, do you know Nick White? And I was like, mm, no, not really. Um, and she said, well, why don't, why don't I introduce you? And so, um, I don't know, I, I think we all reflect a lot on like the little pieces of luck that kind of catapult you forward and that just like, that little piece of luck of being like, oh wait, can, is there anyone you can think of? So she then introduced me to Nick White at the Independent Producer Project at KCRW. Um, and at that point, I had the sizzle reel. I had the pitch. I knew how to explain bodies in five minutes. Um, and I think for them it was kind of the right time. So here's kind of the the, the learnings from them, um, and here's just two screenshots of the first two pages of the pitch. And on the one on the right, you'll see that the description there, if you've listened to the show, is like a lot more similar to um, to what Bodies became. And I'm just also gonna. Show a few more screenshots of slides just to kind of give you um, a sense of, of what it turned out to be. Um, I also had a slide about the format. Um, and I also had, you'll see the slide on the right talks about, it's just like a quick, it goes through my story. And then the next page of the deck was um, five, the, you know, the next five stories. So we don't have so much time, so I'm going to jump to, to budgeting. Um, so I just wanted to give you this screenshot. So I mean, I think the biggest thing about budgeting, I walked into this as probably a lot of us in the room, like I had no, I didn't, I had no idea. Um, and you can see at the bottom, like all the different tabs, I have like Big Dreamin', Realistic, Scrappy, V5, and like there, it goes up to like V10. Um, so. <laughs> I think that just you know just have to like keep trying because different budgets are going to work for different places. Um, I think kind of my what I tried to do was iterate, have save separate versions, and I did like I had a um, Google Numbers sheet and just had a bunch of different things, and I would copy and paste and start playing with the different columns. Um, I think for for probably for most of the projects in the room, people will be your biggest expense um, factoring your personal investment, um, for me, when I was getting into the scrappier range, I thought about factoring my freelance work and, okay, if I work on bodies 80% of the time, what other freelance work can I bring in? Um, and I mean, I think that I went into this knowing this was going to be a big investment, like both personally, financially, professionally, like I was going to be investing a lot of myself in this, um, I think the other thing is be flexible with your budget, but not too flexible, like what are your non-negotiables? And for me, it was like getting the right people on the team and being able to pay, especially my editor, for example, like as close to market rate as I possibly could. Here's a quick um, screenshot from my budget and you'll see that I thought um, up top and here's just kind of how I framed it and in each different version, there's different layers or I've kind of played with the different numbers. Um, and this this was the biggest um, expenses, obviously. Um, and then here's another section, and you can see, like, hotel, stay with friends, or 80 a night, or flight. So, you know, you can kind of play. I kind of broke it into these columns, and then you can play with each of these things. Um, production. The other important thing is, like, have a build in a 6%, 7%, 8% contingency at the bottom, you can see. Um, Okay, I have like three more minutes. So I also just wanted to share some reflections. I wrapped up the season of Bodies about a month ago and I've spent a lot of time going through my budget and figuring out like how much did I actually spend versus project. Um, And I think the biggest learning was I projected this would be, it would take eight months to make six episodes and it took, nearly 14, you know, not including all of the time. This was like 14 months of almost full-time production. Um add at least 10k to any budget that you have, probably even more. And um yeah, be prepared to make some personal sacrifices and make sure that you can adjust your personal finances and, you know, save up before you take the dive here. And then yeah, so to wrap up, the biggest takeaways, get used to rejection. Um, make your p- pitch personal if possible, um, ask for help, practice, get feedback, iterate. Um, I think I learned the most from going into bars and trying to pitch bodies and then figuring out how people would re- respond in the question they would ask. Like just as a quick example, a lot of people when I would explain bodies, they would say, oh, so it's about like body image. And I was like, no, it's not about body image. But people kept thinking that it was about body image. And so then I was like, wait, how can I, explain this better so people don't think that it's about body image. Um, but I think that the only reason I was able to like get to the slide that I showed you at the end was because I had gotten feedback from a lot of people and used that to kind of condense and, and um, adopt my pitch. Um, keep making the thing while you're pitching so that when someone is ready to write you a check, you're ready to receive that check. Um, and just to quickly add in because some people have asked me about this um, I ended up making a pilot with KCRW as kind of a test run so I had pitched a budget I had pitched the whole season they're like okay we'll give you a portion of your budget to, um, to make the pilot I did that they evaluated after that and KCRW, shout out to KCRW Independent Producer Project. They're amazing. Um, And if you are looking for a place to pitch, definitely I I can share their contact information. They're a great place, really supportive, um, really supportive partner. Um, And then yeah, I think the final thing is just like, have faith and believe in the thing that you're making. um, Because if you believe it should be out in the world, it should be out in the world. So that's the last cheesy thing that I'll say. Um, But yeah, I think we'll open it up for questions. Oh yeah, and if you could just tell me your name and tell everyone your name. Sure. Hi, I'm Natasha. I came down from Boston, so hi, everyone. Um, I was really impressed by your commitment to your project. It sounds amazing, and also the thoroughness with which you went about the whole thing. Um, What wasn't clear to me um, was why you needed that to get going, uh, why you needed that budget. Yeah. right from day one and given that you had already produced a radio show how how come you didn't just sort of get recording especially since it was a personal story right and um you could do a pilot basically for a very right. lean amount of cash right um i didn't understand yeah, yeah why yeah. you needed the 60,000 yeah and why there was all yeah. this pitching at right. all <laughs> right right yeah that's a why great, you needed that's... a partner yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, I think that um, I had, I felt like this was something that was, because I the vision that I had for Bodies was a very produced show that was gonna take a lot of research and time into it. And um, I don't know, I think that like, I just had the sense that there is some, like companies should be giving money to women led podcasts about women's health like there should be money invested in that and yeah um and I think that to your point like you know I the pilot was two months and you know I wasn't I was working full-time on it like I really didn't have the means to support myself without investment and you know I had to pay an editor a sound designer and also just a quick note on that budget line that you saw you know I had budgeted the equivalent of like a 68K salary for six months. The project took 14 months. I ended up paying out other people. So you can imagine kind of what I ended up netting in the end myself. Um, So I think you should budget in a lot of money for yourself because you're gonna be spending all your time on this and you should be paying yourself and making sure it's sustainable. So I think like, The short answer to your question is my vision for the show was of a high production value and I knew that I couldn't make that by myself on weekends.
2: Um,
1: Amazing presentation. Uh, I was curious that when you're presenting, do you think it's more important to kind of come from a a story presentation style, a narrative, or more data and hard facts story? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Hi. I'm Jenny. Hey, Jenny. Um, I had a question about, you said that you incorporated documentary and startup like pitching styles into when you were pitching um, companies. And I was just wondering specifically what those are. Sure. Yeah. So um, I think that like being really concise, being really visual. um, And I think my pitch, there was maybe eight slides in it. So something that's really short and like when you're thinking about a pitch deck, right? You're not actually like going and setting up your laptop and clicking through with someone, that you're sending this to them as a PDF. So um, it should kind of get across everything you need and just to kind of run down, like what's the quick elevator pitch? What's the format? Um, who's your audience kind of hitting those main targets? Does that answer your question?
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Hey. Hi, my
2: name is Ray Solomon and I'm from Denver, if that makes a difference. But um, so I have a couple questions. The first one is just really specific and practical. Yeah. You said that to figure out who to pitch to, you worked your network, you made friends. Yeah. But specifically, like, what is the title of the person? Is there, are there titles to look out for when you're trying to figure out precisely who you want to invite for coffee?
1: Um, then I, I think a lot of companies now, it's like new show develop new show development. Um, I'm Trying to go through. There was no consistent job title. Um, and I think, I mean, this, the story that I'm telling happened two years ago. And I think we all know like a lot has happened in the podcast industry to formalize a lot of that stuff. So um, there might
2: be, yeah, like new
1: show development, development, editor, anything like that, yeah.
2: And then my, my other question is, when you're doing a a show like this where you start with your personal story and then you need to start relying on other people, did you include in your pitch and how did you, um, once you become known, a known entity, I assume it becomes self-generating and people come to you or it's much easier, but when no one knows what you're doing and you're just sort of describing it, how do you get people, how do you locate the stories and get people to agree to talk to you before you're a known entity and is that an important thing to put in the pitch, how you're gonna generate stories?
1: I didn't include ideas for methodology in my pitch. Um, I think that I did in explaining to people and trying to get people on board. I, again, like relied a lot on being like, hey, I have a painful sex story. Let me tell you about it. And then people are going to tell me their story. Um, So I think that by making it really personal, people were um, willing to, to talk to me about it.
2: Hi, my name's Hathaway, that's my first name. Hi. Um, Can you give us the major budget categories and with the people, which is obviously gonna be the biggest, what people do for your podcast and do you pay people that you interview? Thanks.
1: Yeah, Um, no, I do not pay people that I interview, but um, there was one story in which the main character also helped produce the story, so in that instance, the person was paid um, so I can just speak to my my team what ended up kind of being the major top line budget things there so it was myself um, I worked with um, kind of a main editorial advisor first Caitlin Prest and then Sharon Mashihi and then I also had um, I also really wanted to just include more editors so I also had my friend, Abigail Keel, another friend, Camila Kerwin, who were also editors, and they would give two rounds of edits each episode. So I thought that was a great way to um, bring more people in. Um, and then there were also, um, in different episodes, like for example, the final episode of Bodies was about menopause. No one on the production team is over 40, so we hired a um, a woman in her 60s who also was an editorial advisor for that one. Um, other big budget considerations Composer, so I work with the composer Dara Hirsch. Amazing, she writes original music for Bodies, um, and so that was another big budget expense. That was per episode. So editorial advising was on an hourly basis. Um, we did a flat rate for composing per episode. Um, a lot of tape sync expenses. Um, also working, and the t- yeah. What else? Let's see what else? Um, so that the biggest. Obviously, I would say like 80% of the budget was paying people for their time. Um, The other category was production costs, like a Dropbox account hosting on the website. That was quite small. Um, There was travel expenses, um, which we were able to keep pretty tight, and then um, kind of other miscellaneous production costs. Hi. We'll go to that side, Sorry. sorry. Then back to you.
3: Hi, um, hey. I'm Gabrielle from Los Angeles. I had two questions of maybe you just want to answer them short or time permits. Um, so the first one is, I believe that the first time I heard Bodies was on The Nod. So thinking yeah. about the partnership with perhaps um, other podcasts or with other hosts who are reaching audiences, perhaps that maybe um, uh, you know, Bodies isn't currently reaching. So like what that process was like, how Mm -hmm. that decision came to be. It was really awesome to sort of hear Bodies on the nod because I wasn't expecting it. And then the other question I had, just sort of thinking about the sort of like, the additional costs that you don't really think about, right? And I think for me, so, so I'm based at Crooked Media now, but thinking about independent work, I'm always scared to think about, like, what are these costs that I'm not yet anticipating? Yeah. Is it really going to be a significant hurdle for me? How long does sort of the process of sort of landing a sponsor or a home mm-hmm. network take? So maybe just sort of brief thoughts on those
1: um, would be helpful. The things I didn't think about, yeah. So the first question, how did I think about, um, the nuts? Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I mean, I think that the, the best way to get more listeners is to go to other shows and, um, Kalalia, the woman who tells her story so eloquently in episode two, she knew Eric, she knew Eric. So she actually did that outreach. Um, and so, and, and I think also there was some awareness of bodies at Gimlet perhaps. And Mm -hmm. so, um, but that, Kalalia did that and she okay. was the one who initiated that. And, and then kind of at that point, coordinated with KCRW to be like, Kalalia has this connection. And then brought in KCRW to help like kind of with that okay. cross promo. Okay. Um, and then the second question was about like things that I didn't realize yeah. at first. I, I think it was really just time. Like I really, like I said, I thought the project would take eight. It took 14 um, and just kind of all the, the time. that go with that. So I think less about like line items that I missed Mm. and more about properly um, anticipating how much time it would take. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, okay. Hi. Um, Oh, sorry. Uh, What would you say are three must answer questions in any successful podcast pitch? Uh, Questions? Yeah. Yeah. Like, questions when you're developing your pitch, what are three questions that
2: you have to answer? Oh, like to, to ask successful? yourself?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would say, let's see, that's a great question. Um, what, is, what is the format of the show? I also, I thought, like, okay, this is a limited run series. This isn't something that can be made every week. What's the format? Um, yeah, like, knowing, having your first couple episodes planned out I would say is the second thing um and then i think the other question to ask yourself is like can i explain this in 30 seconds and will people understand me and understand what the show is
3: hi um, my name is mimi and um i had a question about the budgets i'm like a very diy out of my backpack gal yeah so i'm like paying people i'm like ah. Uh, 25 bucks to edit an episode um, I can trade you uh, something for this you know I'm really yeah. like DIying it so when it comes to like me making a budget I have no clue as to what the like industry standards are yeah like the idea of me like being like I'm gonna pay myself like that's not a question I've ever like encountered before so how does someone like me do I just need to do the research or like I'm gonna obviously get your email so I can ask you these questions yeah. too but yeah yeah
1: um. I think it was just a lot of like asking around, and um, there I should have put a link on it, but there's there was this really handy calculator we can like translate annual salaries to hourly to day, and just like asking around how much does this cost, um, and I think also I mean it sounds like you're very entrepreneurial and like trading and stuff, and that that has a lot of value too, and like. You know, will people, will your best friend's little brother write music for you because you like help them find an apartment kind of thing? Um, So I'm not sure if that answers your question, but like lots of trial and error and just like asking, asking around, and also knowing. Like we all know that one of the best ways to figure out like what your hourly rate is is to like pitch a super high hourly rate and then someone comes back to you and says, "No, that's ridiculous," and then you know, like, okay, I shouldn't go so high next time. so just kind of doing some trial and error and, and seeing like, what is realistic for people. Thank you. Yeah.
2: Hi, I'm Carmella. And my question is about the interviews that you did. Did you always like, do them in person? Or what was your like, standard with that?
1: Yeah, I wanted to do all of them in person because of some really tight production <laughs> deadlines at the end. Um, I ended up doing two of, one episode entirely by Tape Sync. Um, And then another episode was like half by tape sync, half in person. Um, But there was some, yeah, I I try to do all of them in person as much as possible. Okay, I think that's all the questions. If you wanna talk more, I'll be around tomorrow and feel free to reach out and yeah, thanks.
0: That was Allison Barringer speaking at the 2018 Work It Festival. Both the festival and the podcast are produced by WNYC Studios and are made possible by a grant from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Event sponsors include Spotify, Captera, Stitcher, Art19, Pandora, Himalaya, and Yale School of Management.